Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks, this week I want to focus on tractor sales in South Africa. Uh, This is an important indicator uh, and provides us two insight. The tractor sale can tell us a lot about what's coming in the future. We'd look at the spending patterns of farmers and that they can give us an indication as to whether they are hopeful about the upcoming seasons or not. It can also give us insight, which is the second point, about the financial conditions which is influenced by the previous year's activities or interest rates or anything that affects um, the capital or financial conditions in the agricultural sector. And in South Africa, numbers have been robust on attractor sales for roughly 36 months now. If you were to look back into April 2020 and you focus on attractor sales measuring each month on a year-on-year basis and saying April 2020 compared to April uh, 2019 and you continue throughout up until October this year. On average, uh, we see a robust growth of 26% on a year-on-year. So there's been some good activity throughout. And this is one of those periods that actually is unusual because what you typically see is that if there's been a year of robust tractor sales, the following year would show a bit of a softening as the rate of replacement um, in the fields or by farmers would typically be low. Many people have the new tractor sales, new combined harvester sales, so they won't be replacing so much. So the fact that South Africa has gone for 36 months, which is roughly three years of this good activity, 2020, 2021, and 2022, uh, just tells us about that good activity that has been there. The second part, which also provides, uh, brings, uh, makes this a surprising uh, uh, observation, particularly over the past two years, the first 10 months of this year, which we have data on, and also um, 2021, is, is the fact that we've been in an environment of higher input costs. If you think about fertilizer prices and agrochemicals prices last year, for example, October or so when farmers started planting, prices of these inputs were plus 60% up in 2021 compared to where they were in 2020, which means then that there was a lot of money that was required that farmers could spare, should spend on fertilizers. You look in this year, for example, in September, fertilizer prices and agrochemicals prices, on average, they were still plus 26% up from last year. So in addition to the increases that we already seen last year. Now, with an environment like this of higher fertilizer prices, higher agrochemicals prices, higher fuel prices, you would have thought that farmers would cut back on spending on machinery and focus on spending that money on the input, call, on the input um, products that they need for the near season. Additionally to that, we've also been in an environment of rising interest rates. Uh, The 2020 sales can be explained by the fact that interest rates were low, the cost of capital was low, and all of those things. But this time around, the interest rates are rising. And I had thought that at the start of the season, this is going to be one of those factors that will actually negatively influence um, the, the spending on machinery and the other things in agriculture. And this, to me, uh, uh, gives us an insight of saying, look, um, there's a lot of good activity that is happening in this sector. And in fact, if you were to now separate everything else and say, just for this year, take the first 10 months of 2022, and you say, how much have the tractor sales been growing on a month-on-month basis compared to the same period last year? 
And that has been a 20% um, growth rate uh, for this year. And if you look at on average the past 31 months to the point I've made, it's been a growth rate of about 26%. Then the question arises to say, okay, uh, what has been driving uh, uh, these sales? And there's a number of, of, of things that have been driving these sales. But I think at the core, what explains this is the healthy financial conditions for some farmers, not all of the farmers, specifically some farmers within the grains and the oil seeds, because this is the only subsector that I would say over the past three years have had a relatively better uh, a run. If you think about it, we've had these past season good rainfalls in South Africa, which supported maize harvest, soybean harvest, sunflower seed harvest, and all of the other grains. And we've had that 2020, 2021, and even the crop that we just harvested now in 2022, the yields have really been good. And this typically, when you have a large harvest in South Africa, you would see prices responding by softening. And then that would mean now you have these large harvest price response to that they are down. And then the, the, the profit margins are not as um, uh, uh, large as what maybe farmers might have uh, uh, wished for. But this time around, things were different in a sense that Grains and the oil seeds prices remain high despite the low large harvest in South Africa. In fact, there was very minimal response to the good harvest that we've been talking about in South Africa. And it's easy to explain that it has a lot to do with what has been happening globally rather than domestic. South Africa is interlinked to the world market. So yes, it matters what happens in our fields, but it matters more what happens in the global space. And in a global space, we've been in this environment that has been supportive of grain and the oil seeds prices. And this is way before the Russia-Ukraine uh, stuff. If you think about it, for March of 2020-2021, we were talking about drought in South America, particularly Brazil and Argentina. And these are important countries because combined, they make up roughly half of global soybeans and over 10% uh, or so of global maize production. So that's a lot of maize that comes from these countries. Then that, that's a lot of soybeans that comes from these countries. And if they were experiencing drought, um, that would have an impact on the global prices. And it had already started supporting the prices to increase. And the second point is that China is an important market, a large buyer of commodities. And they've been buying um, a lot of soybeans. And they've also been buying a lot of uh, uh, general grains, maize and the stuff. And that has been providing support on their prices as well pre-war level. So these two factors were some of those things that were supporting grains and all seeds prices way before um, the Russia-Ukraine story. Now, that arrives in South Africa in an environment where there's already large harvest and then there's these higher prices. And then that meant that if you were in grain uh, production, you managed to get better income than what perhaps maybe colleagues in the other crops um, have experienced. So, which is why I make the point to say folks in the grains and the oil seeds have had a relatively better run than farmers in other commodities. And farmers in other commodities have had a fair share of challenges. I mean, if you think about the citrus industry, for example, or the overall fruit sector experiencing friction in trade and all of those things and that affecting the prices um, and the profitability levels, vegetables experiencing some trade restriction in the Southern Africa region and that too affecting their profitability. And all of these, both grains and the fruit guys and the vegetable folks are exposed to the same higher input costs. So, uh, but their prices of selling their product hasn't been as robust as what we have seen on grain. So that influenced negatively their profitability levels. Folks in livestock have also had a fair share of challenges. First one being the fact that if maize and soybean prices are higher, 
that's the critical input cost. So they're already paying a lot for feed through those commodities. But in South Africa, we've had our own unique challenges. Uh, think about the foot and mouth disease, for example, negatively affecting our livestock industry, our cattle industry. Not only this year, we've been struggling with this for quite some time now. And if you think about what has been happening in the uh, uh, around the wool industry, various bans on export by China, and that also affecting uh, negatively our our wool industry. And China is an important market because if you think about our exports of wool, roughly 70% or so of it uh, goes to China. So when there were those trade restrictions, that negatively influenced um, the industry's productivity and profitability. So those are some of the key challenges where I would say they weigh negatively there. The sugar industry uh, is largely in the KZN area in Pumalanga. And when we had uh, all of the heavy rains that we experienced uh, sometime earlier this year, those negatively damaged that industry. So even the profitability is also affected. And right now, there are further issues in some of the markets um, that the sugar colleagues in South Africa sell their products on. And that, too, is going to harm their, their, their business activity. So broadly, those industries have had some of the first share of challenges. But the grain and the oil seeds, compared to everybody else, they've had a better run. And I think they've been behind largely some of these sales that we've seen in tractors and colleagues even if you were to look into what's happening in the tractor in in a combined harvester sales combined harvester sales have also just been encouraging as this although there's few months where you've registered negative numbers but looking broadly on this it's been a good run even on on a on a combined harvester sale now that's what uh tells us a lot about the current financial conditions and their influence um, on the on the on the sales but there is a point to be made about one of the things that i outlined earlier to say the tractor sales can also tell us a lot about what's coming for the future because south africa as we speak as i've repeated in some of the uh, previous episodes we are at a point where farmers are busy across the country planting the crop for the 2022-23 production season and the indications that they've put out was that they will increase the area planting for grains and oil seeds by 0.2% um, to around about uh, 4.3 uh, uh, million hectares. That's a fairly good area, slightly in line with the long-term average, if not slightly uh, higher than that, because the long-term average for summer crop in South Africa is around about 4.2 million hectares. So marginally up from that. So the area is good. Farmers are saying they will pl be planting more of these grains. Now, these tractor sales then come on to underscore this optimism of farmers of saying, hey, we are out here. We will be planting more area um, and going forward with this 2022-23 season that is starting now. And I think what we are seeing from these numbers pretty much confirms uh, this message that we've been receiving from farmers. Their weather conditions have also been favorable. I think I've talked about this in the previous uh, episodes where we're talking about what does the estimated La Nina mean for South Africa, which basically means... Uh, above average rainfall but of course for people in east africa or in south america the La Nina weather phenomenon means that they may experience dry weather conditions for South Africa and Southern Africa above normal rainfall. Yes, this past week, South Africa has been receiving higher rainfall, which have started to worry some of the people to say, is this not going to be too excessive to the extent that it negatively influences the agricultural activity? And that's something that we can discuss in the next segment to say, what are we learning uh, from the farmers uh, now on the ground? Because the key important thing will be to call farmers and say, hey, colleagues, what are you seeing in the ground? How has this rainfall uh, been so far? 
uh, and then we see if we need to adjust the view that we have expressed in some of the episodes of this podcast, which you can listen to. If you scroll back on our profile, you'll find this podcast that speaks about the upcoming season. So that's something we will see if we update in the coming weeks. But I think for the to this week's conversation, the key point is that the tractor sales have been robust in South Africa. And in fact, if you were to look at the October 2022 numbers, um, they were up 48% from October 2021, amounting to 1,268 units. This is the highest monthly sale in 40 years in South Africa. This, again, is added to the points and the numbers and the robustness that I outlined at the start of this podcast. So good numbers that are coming up of the agri- of the tractor sales, and they're showing us that we are in for a relatively good season in South Africa's agriculture. That's it for me uh, this week, colleagues. My name is uh, Wandile Sitlobo. I'm an agricultural economist uh, based in uh, Pretoria. You can read more about some of the things that I write in my blog, which is www.wandilesitlobo.com or uh, in the organization that I work for, which is the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa, uh, which is www.agbiz.co.za, www.agbiz.co.za. Thank you for listening.